0: The Scandaval has taken up most of my brain activity. And what's left is ready to cackle.
1: (laughs) Tom and Ariana may be on the rocks, but I'm always going to serve it to you straight.
0: Oh, you guys. Straight up on the rocks slice of lemon and lime. We're gonna get a little twisty on this episode. I have literally no doubt it's Andy's Girls. It is a little bit of a support group, I think, episode and there is literally no one else that I would want to talk about the scandal with But today's guest, you know her as a professional talker, social media journalist, CEO of Deep Dives, also known as the talk of shame online. Welcome back to Andy's Girls. Kiki Monique. Kiki, how are we?
1: I mean, I wish I had a drink, but it's Monday (laughs) and it's I'm three hours ahead of you. So that would probably be inappropriate. Maybe if I had an Irish coffee, it would be okay, Mm. right?
0: Well, I got to tell you, I have slept for about four hours working on the survival guide to the Vanderpump Rules, Michigas. I don't know where I am or what's happening. And the Starbucks on my corner. Was closed today, and the other alternate coffee shop has been temporarily given a timeout by like New York City's whatever stuff. So I just went to a bakery <laughs> near me and said, Do you have iced coffee? Can I have two, please? And I'm literally <laughs> double fisting right now. And I've got I've got a shooter or whatever. What's it called when you have a thing? after? Oh, like
1: a like shot? a like, an esp- like a red eye.
0: Yeah. But what's that thing called when you like have a drink and then have another drink? What's that called? Oh, when you have, like, yeah. Like a beer like, with a shot. A chaser. Oh, like a
1: chaser. Yeah. I
0: have a chaser of some cinnamon spice tea and an emergency um gatorade zero giving me those electrolytes so that this episode can continue
1: on can happen no i understand that's like all all the fluids all the liquids all the electrolytes they're necessary
0: they are necessary as is absolutely this conversation which guys was obviously scheduled (laughs) well prior (laughs) To what the fuck is going on. So first and foremost, you have been boots on the ground both on the episode of Vanderpump Rules that I watched last night as well as on social. I have to just ask you as a supreme content creator and obviously Bravo-holic, how are you feeling right now?
1: Look, I will say that like my emotions have run the gamut only because... You know, what was it? A week ago, I got invited to the crappies to be a presenter um, at their L.A. show. (gasps) And I was like really honored, so excited. And, you know, backstage, you know, there was, you know, Ariana was there. And, you know, I had run into her, obviously, a few times at other events. And it's not like we're like friends, but I felt like when you see someone that often, you just become like these social friends This night, though, was the first time we actually got to sit and talk. And I will just say that, like, it's just so ironic because one, she was really just like talking about how, you know, all these things she wanted to do about helping Schwartz and Sandys. We were talking about that. And later in the night when we were out, we were out at this loud ass club dancing. And I'm over here telling her about like my ex-boyfriend, I mentioned my ex-boyfriend in my stories when I was relating to all of this. Yes. I was telling her about the story about my ex and how, you know, like, even though it was like such a waste of my life, it like, you know, it, 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 it I'm so glad what happened and how it pivoted me and changed my life. It, it's just interesting because I was having all these conversations just to like relate to her. And now it's like, oh my God, like, If this had happened, it would just have meant such a different thing. So it's weird because then I felt like when this news broke, part of me felt guilty because I felt like we had established a friendship, but I still have this responsibility as a journalist, as a pop culture journalist to really report on it. And I'm like, this is, it sucks because when you really like someone just like ripping that scab over and over and talking about it has to be the worst but truly truly deep down as messed up as this is this is going to be the best thing that has happened for her i just feel like this sandwich shop is going to thrive and like you know and, and that was one of the things we had talked about cuz you know she still is looking at getting getting it open i wanted to introduce her to some hospitality people i know She don't need me anymore. She's good. There's there's probably GoFundMe out there ready to like get this this door open tomorrow.
0: I mean, I I was very behind in VPR this season. So that was part of the reason why I was up so late because prior to recording the deep dive of what the fuck we know and what the fuck might happen, I obviously wanted to catch up on episodes and... Watching that scene of her and Katie just like looking at an example space and they don't know what's going to happen with funding and she knows not to put her money in, but like who else is, you know, is going to be involved. And, um, you know, friend of the pod Dylan Hafer was like, man, if only there were gift cards available right now, we would be selling them the fuck out. I wonder what conversations obviously not ones that she's necessarily thinking about, understandably so, but what conversations might take place in the weeks to come to really say, listen, enough on focusing on Tom. I'm going to work that through. But what are areas and projects that people are asking about because they really, really want to financially support the next chapter in her life?
1: Yeah. And this is when it's so great that she has Katie as a business partner, because, you know, if she was doing this on her own, you know, this is like not what she wants to be thinking about. But Katie can really take the reins at this point and say, like, look, I know that you're going to be in this headspace, but like, I know you want to like keep this moving. Like, and people can give Katie ideas like this is what I think you should be doing. And Katie can behind the scenes be making that happen. And when Ariana's ready to like jump back in. She's going to jump back in and, you know, um, I'm excited, you know, like the sandwich shop, you know, I love a sandwich. So
0: I mean, who doesn't? I mean, I know. um, Lord knows Tom Sandoval's filled with bologna. So maybe <laughs> they can name a fucking sandwich in his goddamn honor, or maybe not. Yeah. Maybe he's had enough attention for this millennium. Yeah. But in the meantime, we're going to give him a little bit of that today. Um, You are, of course, an extremely popular content creator. Um, Lord knows I go to your social essentially around the clock because not only do you share information, but also your perspective. And you mentioned the difficulties at times when you have a personal relationship or connection to a Bravo Leb, for example, and have to report uh, on a obviously highly sensitive part of their life. How were you processing all of this as a Bravo-holic first? Like, how did you receive the news? Honestly, like, internally, spiritually. And how are you feeling about it today? A couple days later, the world has seemingly changed in that time.
1: You know, I remember I got the news from my best friend, Georgia. And it's so funny because Georgia, I'm fast, but my friend Georgia is actually faster than me and she like sends this text she's like ariana and tom and i'm like what are you talking about so i immediately like open it up and as a bravo holic of course i now i am like this is all i can talk about i know for the next 24 hours like it's on like you this is what we live for i know it sounds but like we live for these moments because like wait what is happening this can't be real like no this can't be real this has to be some sort of rumor But it it quickly becomes not an a a rumor when Ariana has deleted her, you know, IG and Twitter and all of a sudden like all of these things are like, okay it's not adding up. This is like for real, for real. And then because I've made these relationships just through time because I love Vanderpump Rules and I've just been like part of it it's like people start texting you people start dming you and they're giving you information you're like no this cannot this is not no no this can't be real but um obviously as like a bravoholic I'm just like consumed because I want to take it all in but then you you know as a woman as somebody who's been in a relationship who's been cheated on now you're just like all you want to do is get to the bottom of it cuz you've been here you you can you just know what ariana is feeling in this moment and and you're just like you want to just live for her like you want to say the things that maybe she wants to say but can't and you just want to do all the things and i felt like that times a million when you get to bravo fans it's look i was living in the comment section i'm not going to be one of the people that's like wishing crazy things I think that some people take it extreme and far but I'm not gonna say I'm not enjoying being in the comment section reading
0: it does show you I I talked about this on the survival guide episode but like Bravo fans are so fucking smart and they're also literally hilarious and some of these tweets and memes and social that's coming out of this I'm like Am I high right now? Because it's just a wild thing to process this as seemingly a communal event. There are lately few, I've gotten several messages of like, this has brought our country together. Like, there are so few instances of everyone receiving a genuine shock at the same time and seemingly expressing overwhelmingly a similar perspective, there is something so obviously communal about that, which adds to this kind of electricity that many of us are feeling.
1: I love when we all come together because, yeah, it's such a rarity. And I especially love it When it's something that's not Housewives related because Housewives dominates Bravo. And I just I've always been a Vanderpump Rules fan, like always and forever. And so it was just so nice because people who hadn't watched Vanderpump Rules, which I didn't understand, are now (laughs) like, oh, my God, where do I start? And I'm so jealous of those people who get to start seasons one through four. I mean, one through four, you get to see it. For the first time, with virgin eyes, jealous.
0: With virgin eyes, that Jax is absolutely trying to fuck. I mean, wow! That's 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 great American history right there.
1: Those I mean, early it's days. the most amazing. Like, I had already done a rewatch. I think two, like two times, in the last year for seasons one and two, just because why not? And so I had started with season three yesterday, just because I was like, ah. I just want to get into it. And damn, season three, episode one out the gate already had so many just, I I was literally mind blown. There was like one part where Ariana had said something where it was like, you know, like maybe certain people need to like go through phones and, you know, you know, find out things about their boyfriend, like Kristen. And I was like, oh God, you know, like when you hear those things, you're like, oh, you just never think, you just never think in that moment you're going to end up being that person too. But damn.
0: In rewatching those early seasons and watching season three again, as you now are, do you have a totally different understanding of who Sandoval was? Like, how has this changed, confirmed, or neutralized your opinion of him?
1: I mean, I actually want to go back. And, and rewatch, I haven't rewatched the season 10 episodes yet. So it's like, mm-hmm. I want to go back from episode one. I do want to like, cause I'm like, when was, when was the first day of filming? I don't know if I know that, but I want to try to figure that out. I do know the Daily Mail party was in July because I went. So I'm like, okay, I can kind of get a sense of like, if this is the timeline and, a, and it's happening in a sequential order, got it, you know, seven months. You know, seven months is like what the word is, is how long this has been going on. Now, I don't remember though, because when is Coachella? In when the was. Spring.
0: I want to say in April, maybe, but. And that's the, the thing, because
1: like, I was like, when the Coachella, like, remember the Coachella rumors were about Schwartz and Raquel, right. or everyone just said Tom and Raquel, but like, was it. Was it the wrong Tom? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, did someone get it right, but like, got it, you know, it got lost in telephone?
0: I would love for some of those people to come forward. You would think that wherever those rumors started from, if that person saw Sandoval and said, Tom, when these episodes started airing, did any antennas go up or did they just think that this is going to? Change at a certain point. Like if you were a witness to a Tom and Raquel potentially hooking up, making out whatever it is, and then word gets out that it's Schwartz and it was actually Sandoval, I want to hear from those people who are like, lol, um, we meant the other Tom. Now well, you, you were at
1: BravoCon. I didn't get to make it to BravoCon. I mean, Andy Cohen said himself today that he believes that this was going on during BravoCon. That was in October. So, like, did you, I mean, when you're thinking back, because now I had get like I had gone to the premiere party in February, February 7th. And now I'm going through even just old, old phone calls. And I mean, old uh, photos and videos just to see if I saw anything. I do remember Sandoval was kind of a dick because at the very end of the night when I was leaving, ran into Ariana. We were doing a show together with Ryan Bailey. And so I saw her. I said, can we do a little video? for the fans so they'll buy tickets for the you know and she's like of course and we're standing there we make a cute video and I remember like you know Sandoval was like kind of around and then like as soon as I finished filming he's like all right let's get let's get out of here let's go And he was just kind of being like a uh like a dick or whatever but um but other than that nothing really stood out you know like I remember at the end of the night like Raquel she was really she'd she she seemed really drunk and we were all outside sitting waiting for our Ubers. And so she was sitting in a chair just sort of like, you know, I don't think she could stand up. She was just sort of sitting there. But again, she didn't, you know, she left with, I don't know who she left with, but not Tom. And so I don't know, just like, I, I keep trying to replay these moments when they were around or even at the Daily Mail party. Cause when she came into the Daily Mail party, she came in with Peter. And, but like, there was absolutely no chemistry. You could tell like she was no. And then even we saw in the the episode, you know, that was when she was like, nothing's going to happen.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't remember anything that gave me pause at all. A little concerning, honestly, anyone related to VPR at BravoCon. But um, in watching episodes two, three and four, which I hadn't seen until last night, I was analyzing them as I said on social because I was, you know, posting my reactions. Um, I was looking at it like the fucking Zapruder film, like I was absolutely like, I see this and this and this and this. And Andy himself said, "Bravo" on Radio Andy today. He's like, "Bravo needs to replay those Watch What Happens lives because there were so many moments that in the moment felt off, like." the conversation that Raquel was having with Sheena during a commercial break after they both said, you know, Sandoval is the one who's like most attractive or whatever, instead of, you know, saying Schwartz, which both I think Andy and uh, Sheena expected Raquel to answer with. And Andy himself on Radio Andy was like, something went up in me where I, th- I think that, In that moment during that break, Sheena started to understand or question what was going on because he said she seemed genuinely confused about Raquel's answer and behavior. And then the Schwartz and Sandy Watch What Happens is like a fucking masterclass in absolute visible discomfort, which people noticed when the episode aired. But now I think the understanding Mm -hmm. of why there was so much discomfort has become somewhat clear.
1: Mm -hmm. And I just think that it just feels like they wanted to get caught at this point in a way, because it's like the way that they're behaving and like sort of the rumors we're hearing about how they're going to try to spin this. It just seems like they're like ready to say, screw it. We want to be together. And we don't care what anyone has to say. And we're going to let you, and we're going to give our reasons for why. And I think that's why everyone is just so like the reunion ready to just hear what they have to say because a, Oh my God, this is going to be like the first time they're all in a room together. Like I'm just sick about it. I'm sick about it, but what are they going to say? And so rewatching again, rewatching season three and just hearing how, Sandoval talked about Kristen. Right. I think a lot of these same tactics are going to come out because like this is what he does. He's going to try to say that it's been over for a while. You know, he's going to try to, you know, use Ariana's mental health as an excuse for why he's stuck around. You know, he's going to do these things and it's going to be bullshit. And if he really thinks he's going to get away with it, he does. He has never met a Bravo fan. Like, clearly, you've been so up in your own ass. You don't even get it, dude. Like, we're not going to we're not buying this shit.
0: Yeah. And with cameras being up, page six put out a piece today that said that the filmed conversation that took place between Sandoval and Ariana that happened in the last couple days, left her feeling gaslit. According to sources Ariana spoke with, she said that he was, as you said, as you predicted, saying that he was going to tell her, but he was concerned about her mental health. And I'm just thinking, babe, if you're concerned about your partner of nine years' mental health, maybe don't fuck her friend. Would yeah. that make her feel better at the mm-hmm. end of the day? Or we... have. We're pretending that you've thought of Ariana's feelings. Why don't you just admit you obviously have not? It's like the additional toxicity of it's not my fault you didn't know. I was just trying to protect you in all of the ways I so obviously didn't.
1: Yeah. It's just classic narcissism 101. Sandoval needs so much attention and it's just oh it's it's we never saw it in the in the ways that we can see it now though we should have he gave us a lot of signs he was just again able to sort of like hide behind the fact that he was with Ariana like we saw him as this good guy this good boyfriend and you know like there was no reason to sort of question these red flags that maybe we had about him I mean I still in my head, I knew he was going to have a season 10 villain season because when just in the couple few episodes, you know, the way the things that him and Schwartz were saying, I was like, both the Toms are going to have a really bad villain season. I didn't know it was going to be this level of villain. But, um, yeah.
0: Could a person argue that this is not necessarily um, uh, inconsistent for what has happened on Vanderpump Rules prior. There have been other moments of shocking, cheating allegations that have come true, betrayal, um, friends turning on each other, other examples of girl-on-girl crime. Does this just kind of like fit the universe of VPR for you, or does it really put, stand the universe on its head?
1: no, this is classic VPR. And I feel like I was talking to someone about this this weekend is that we have a whole new uh, wave of VPR followers because of the lockdown, right? You know, people started watching the show has been on 10 years. People who are in their twenties were maybe not watching it when they were in high school. They don't know who these characters. Some of them don't even know who Jax is, which I think is just a travesty because let's be real. <laughs> Jax is reality TV gold. Um, but this is what VPR was built on, which is so funny. Look, I've been one of the first to say I would love to see Kristen come back this season. And I know people are like, but she did. I, I don't care. I want to see Kristen come back this season. I don't need Stassi. She has a whole other thing happening. Kristen would be great. But... It it is not lost on me that Kristen's given Ariana's all this love. When Kristen was Raquel, Kristen slept with her best friend's man on the couch in in, in the house with her boyfriend there sleeping. Like, we can't, let's not rewrite history. Let's like, come on. Like, this is what it was built on.
0: I think that Candace's song, Drive Back, is not just a pop sensation. It's also possibly a prophecy. Because if we're not watching the sequel to Drive right now, I just don't know what we're doing.
1: Yeah, what are we watching? Exactly. Exactly. This is like everything about it. It just feels so meta. Like, it's just like, are we doing this? Yes, we're doing it. And I love it.
0: So you would like for Kristen to come back. What are your thoughts on Jax?
1: Um, I don't really see I mean I know people actually sort of were talking about him but I just don't see he doesn't have any friends so I don't see how that works its way in like I don't you know to come in just to to shit on Sandoval I don't know if I like if that's necessary there's plenty of that happening um, I guess if Kristen came back it makes sense because him and Kristen are still friends so maybe they there needs to be that element there I actually wanted Kristen back last season. And that was only because I knew season 10, we were coming in with a single Lala, a single Katie. And I thought a single Kristen would be fun. She didn't stay because Kristen doesn't stay single. She's, she found a boyfriend really quickly, but <laughs> um, yeah, that girl stays having a boyfriend, but I just thought it would be fun to see the, you know, the girlies. And so, you know, season 10, I think it could still work, but um. Jax, I don't know. I just don't know how that that would fit.
0: How is this going to work for Sandoval and Raquel in the future? Do you think they will stay together? What do you think? We've heard so many rumors and allegations and leaks, certainly many of them from their camps, trying to alleviate a lot of the uh, strong, strong critiques being leveled their way. What do you anticipate is going to be their move during the reunion right now, potentially next season?
1: I mean, if I was on their team, it's like you have two paths. One, you got to just commit to the love. You got to get knocked up. You got to get married. You got to do oh all my the God. things.
0: The literal last thing we re- we need right now is a Sandoval baby. The literal just... last thing that we need.
1: I'm just saying that it's, is the path it's
0: possible it's possible where you have
1: to lean into it's like we got to just like commit to this relationship Fuck. wholeheartedly and hope that people understand that we did it because it was true love and then they will come around that's one path the other which is what the you know what we're hearing out there is Raquel's going to play dumb. I mean, I think even Lala went on her stories to say like, you know, if you try to play this whole play dumb, I want to cut of it because I gave you that dumb persona and you wanted to not claim it because you said you went to college. So playing the dumb role is is another path, but that's not gonna. She needs to go back and study season three. She needs to and, and see how Kristen got her friends. Honestly, Kristen got her friends back because she just, like, didn't have friends for a while. Mm. And then eventually they all sort of moved on. And, and, you know, Kristen is Kristen. But it wasn't, like, they did not like her. Katie and Stassi still hated her for a very long time.
0: Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing me with free samples. when my nasal allergies flare up, and that happens when the season changes and the temps get a little warmer than they normally are, I use Astapro, and I'm amazed at how fast I'm back in the game. And that game is, looking for Duranda on the Upper East Side. Astapro always has my back, Paris is always a good idea, and when I schlep on over to Europe to my favorite city in the world, I bring with me a few important phrases that I have learned from housewives. C'est bon, c'est bon. Chic, c'est la vie. Je m'appelle the Countess. N'est-ce pas, Louis-Anne? And while those key phrases are important when speaking to any French bravoholic for other matters of life... That's where Rosetta Stone comes in. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including, of course, French. It features fast language acquisition. It immerses you in so many ways, there's no English translations. So you really learn to speak, to listen, and to think in that language. It's an intuitive process. You pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. J'adore Chris Manzo. Et toi? There's a speech recognition filter, which gives you feedback on your pronunciation. It's convenient with desktop and app options, and it's an amazing value. Rosetta Stone's Lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in life. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. A steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, AGs can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. Today. I just came back from the salon and for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy and that's why I love Whey. Whey's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time (laughs) with Wet, wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And it smells unbelievable. Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair and I feel great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels Heavy and looks kind of wet, and that's why I love Way's anti-frizz cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Way's other bestsellers: their leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz-free up your schedule with Way. Go to T H E. Ouai.com and enter promo code Andy for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Andy. Do you think Raquel could sustain that kind of pressure and isolation?
1: No, because I think part of her thing is like she she is she is trying to like be this the the number one guy in the group you know that she wants to be at the top and so she's a pageant girl she is a drop dead gorgeous pageant girl style like she Clawed her way into the series and, and she's leaving no man standing.
0: And yet, what I think has been most bothersome to me, aside from all of it, and there have been even more updates coming out today. It's just gonna be constantly changing and shifting and adjusting. Uh, thank God for social media in that way, um, for our like rapid response teams to uh get the word out of whatever the fuck is going on. But what has been so upsetting to me, aside from all of it, is the fact that Raquel and Tom both went out of their way in the last week to talk about how supportive Ariana has been, how great she is. Minutes before Ariana found out what was going on, Tom was giving an interview to a friend of the pod, Evan Reel, um, for page six at his concert which I um kicked off the special episode that just went up of of aG VPR talking about you know responding with essentially support about how theirs is like the healthiest relationship that's ever existed in VPR and it's because we support each other and we listen to each other and everything else do you think that at a certain point when you're engaged in a long-term affair that you just sort of believe this? Like, how can Raquel go on a podcast literally in the past week talking about her appreciation for her friendship with Ariana? Does she believe that she's appreciating her friend because she's saying the words out loud when she's fucking that person's boyfriend?
1: No, she's just using her pageant training to say exactly what she knows she needs to say in that moment. But like what she's really feeling, she's never going to show. And like the sad thing is, is like she's probably, they're, they're getting off on it. Like, because like it makes the relationship hotter, right? Like the sex isn't going to be good now. I just hope the two of them know the sex is going to suck now. Because it was only really, really good because you were doing some devious, dastardly shit.
0: Okay, listen, we've heard Tom Sandoval's music. There's literally no way he knows what to do with his hands, let alone any other part of his body. It was never good. I literally was talking about this with a friend who was like, they don't know good. Like, they, it's what it, it was, I'm sure, hot and whatever else for them. They got yeah. off. Not only on getting off, but on all of these winks that they made to each other. And people are asking, are they going to show regret or remorse? And I'm thinking, how could they if for months, allegedly, they're wearing fucking thunderbolts to signify their love for each other? If they're doing all of these winks on camera and seemingly laughing on and off, if they are going out of their way to show their, um, humor about all of this over the course of several months. Why would we think that they would give a single fuck about understanding that this was not great? It's not just that they were betraying Ariana. They were have, they were having fun doing it.
1: Yeah. And that's really gross. I, no, but I legit want to know. Like, I I want to know the story behind the lightning bolts. Like, did they go buy these together? Did one of them buy them and give it to the other one? Like, what did they say? Like, you know, when they had these things. Like, I, I just I need to understand. And like, I also need to understand. Like, did Ariana notice that the two of them were wearing, you know, matching necklaces? And did it did it give her any pause? Like. I, and that's why I'm like, okay, let's say Raquel bought the the matching necklaces. Like, what if she? What if there is a third one that she gave to Ariana? We just don't know about. Like, just to make it, you know, who knows? Who who knows? I don't know. I'm sure we would have seen it if it happened. So it probably doesn't exist. But I just need to understand these little stories of yeah. When they were doing these things, when he's supposedly sneaking out of guest rooms because she's spending the night at their house and saying, I'm just going to get a cup of water. Like, huh? What? No. Like, I don't even, like, I've known married couples, obviously, and like we've gone on trips together and we stay. Let me tell you something. I wear the most grandma pajamas. Like, You know, sexy pajamas do not enter the suitcase. If you were staying with a couple anywhere, you're wearing like a whole onesie situation. You're wearing socks. You're wearing the most golden girls minus Blanche, uh, you know, situation. So I'm like, is she walking around the house? I just I have so many just thoughts of like what was happening and yeah. Were they giving, were they stealing secret kisses when, you know, like, oh, it just, I, I can't, and I know that's probably what's running through Ariana's head too this whole time.
0: And, you know, you shared your experience being with someone who cheated on you when you were in a relationship with them. You shared that on social media, which I thought was um, incredibly meaningful to Read about because I think a lot of people are bringing their own histories and perspectives into how they are receiving all of the news that's coming out about this. If you were Ariana, how would you be processing all of this without or including thinking about the entirety of a relationship being built on a foundation where, like, this person that you literally created a home with? has wrecked it in this way? Like, how do you process that? And how do you stop yourself from spiraling over wondering like, were there signs?
1: I don't think you can. And the worst part of it, and this is the part that I also, I'm spiraling about is we know that Ariana has trust issues from her previous relationship because she's talked about it on camera. You know, like I always think about You know, when she was with the girls and she was like scared of like her vagina not being pretty because her ex, you know, used to tell her, you know, it was ugly and all of this stuff. And I just keep thinking like that's why like if Sandoval even tries to go there with the like the sex thing or, you know, all of these different things. I'm like, don't even do it because you're doing it because you know that this is her pain point and you're going to try to exploit it and fuck you if you try to fucking go there. Um, but like her trust is going to be like, oh, so damaged even further because it's just compounded. It's just compounded now by this dude who did it to her and did it to her so publicly.
0: Yeah. During a season in which infidelity, I mean, listen, infidelity is the thread that runs through VPR, but in watching how these people are reacting or processing even boundaries as a plot point this season. Raquel talking about how Sandoval taught her boundaries. My goodness. I, I just. Wow. What a class that was. I mean, I feel like extra credit obviously took place in that. I I Like, what is it? It's you are telling us you've passed this test and now we find out, fuck man, like you couldn't have failed it more.
1: Yeah. It's again, she's giving the, the pageant girl answers, which by the way, speaking of pageants, if you've gone to Raquel's page, which she surprisingly has still not turned off comments, which I just don't understand because it says a lot to her. Cause it, that to me says like, you really kind of don't care that you're getting this attention that it's negative. But anyways, there's like a highlight reel on there from I think like 39 weeks ago in her final competition that she can compete in because she's to get too old after this. And Tom and Ariana there are all there to support her. And she's doing like, she does like thing where she comes out on a surfboard in this ugly bathing suit. And she's like, you know, pretending to surf on the stage because I guess that's what happens. And that's how you get points in pageants. But all this to say is like, That's how good of a friend Ariana was. Off camera, nobody's filming. She went to your pageant to watch you on a surfboard, fake surfboard for your final pageant. Nobody wants to do that on their Saturday or whenever the hell it happened, but she did it. That's how good of a friend she is. And you're either shortly after or during this time screwing her, man.
0: And that's where like the flaunting it comes in because what the fuck are you doing, even extending an invitation? Is it because you want to make sure that people are thinking that you guys are just in a friend circle and, and that's all there is? Or is the guy that you're having an affair with um, intentional and in wanting to be there and this is part of the fun? Is to have this other person there who is seemingly unaware of what is taking place and that's again another way to feast upon the betrayal it's it is
1: I don't think she I look I will say this I don't think she can be that calculated because I actually think she's very limited in her I mean I don't know if you've seen the TikTok going around about the girl who went to uh, sir and Raquel was her server and she was asking about mushrooms did you see that one
0: no I didn't tell me so
1: This girl said she, you know, was like, doesn't like mushrooms, but she can eat them if they're really finely chopped up and they're in. She doesn't notice that they're actual mushrooms, but if they're huge sliced mushrooms, she doesn't want them. So there was this pasta that said it had mushrooms. So she asked Raquel, you know, is this like mushrooms loosely in the dish or is it finely cut up mushrooms inside of the pasta? And Raquel like looked at her. And was like, I'll be back. And then she said she came back and just confidently said, the pasta dish is served warm. What? So, like, I don't think that she's firing at all synapses. So I don't think it's that calculated. What I will say, because look, this is another thing. I am not holier than thou. I have never cheated on anyone that I've been with. I have been inadvertently the other woman so I've been in that situation and when you're younger I will say when you're younger there's a lot that you just go like "Mm -hmm." she's still 28 though so that's still not like I feel like I'm talking young like 21 22 um but you know in your 20s you kind of just sometimes you don't give a fuck um and I've known people who have purposely than the other person. And what I will say is, um, when those people had to be around the significant other, because those people were in their lives, it was more that they just had to keep the show going because it would have been really weird for them to not invite that person because they've always invited that person. Well, why would they have stopped invited that person? It was, you know, it wasn't to like sort of get off or anything. It was just like, they had to keep the show going.
0: Yeah, I mean, you think about any of those uh, pyramid scheme folks or we're thinking a little Jen Shaw of it all and Girardi and all of that and not to compare the situations which are not comparable, but just to think the ways that fraud can be a part of a person's life, either in financial crimes or in crimes of the heart, there is certainly the masquerade moment right of like this is a performance and maybe you're on autopilot um I think what Lala was attempting to say in those Instagram stories was like she's dumb like a fox and I think people are throwing out insults about Raquel's intelligence which are like neither here nor there although I'm sure there are many moments like the ones uh, that happened with that mushroom meal but um, it's to me maybe this is unfair but like unrelated when it comes to her emotional intelligence I have no understanding nor would I pretend to be able to get an understanding of her sense of emotional maturity I think you can be I think you can be all different kinds of people with all different kinds of processing, communicating, and receiving information and relationships and not proceed to betray your friend. Because while Tom Sandoval is the person who was in the relationship with Ariana, I think a, a, the, the point here that's particularly upsetting to people is that it's a double betrayal because Ariana and Raquel both talked about how they have become close friends Mm -hmm. and there's like keep your you know friends close and enemies closer well what happens when it turns out that that friend was an enemy maybe not always from the jump but you know it turns out they actually truly were ideally the antithesis of what a person would define as a friend
1: and like while I, ha- I have less feelings that that was Raquel's motive, because I, I I truly do, in the sick way, think that she thought that her and Ariana were friends, which is just what makes it so weird. Going back to, you know, the rewatch, I am starting to feel that way about Sandoval. Mm. I am starting to feel that way about him and James and this like almost this long game that he had of like never liking James and this being this weird weird get back in a way um but I'm still exploring that but what I will say is like you know back to the whole emotional intelligence is that Raquel is definitely aware enough to know that she was hurt when James cheated on her and she was enough to this season that she's still bringing it up when she found out about Lala to his new girlfriend Allie so She's fully aware of how that felt, so yeah.
0: And where does Schwartz factor into all of this?
1: I mean, look, he knew. Look, let's. And I don't, I don't know when he knew. And I know that Sandoval had put out that statement saying he just found out recently. I think all of us have now seen that uh, red carpet interview, where you know that was February seventh because that was at the premiere party.
0: And tell us a little bit about that interview.
1: I mean, this was an interview where the interviewer was asking um, Sandoval, you know, what's the deal with these open relationship rumors? Because in the trailer, you know, that's one of the things that we haven't even really gotten to. I mean, that's still we have 10 more episodes to go. So um, and we're getting a new one added at the end with all of this drama um but the relationship open relationship rumors which again is going to be one of the things that i think tom's team is going to try to spin is that him and ariana were in this open relationship But, but before the season start ariana quick tweeted she was like this is absolutely not true so um if he says they're an open relationship it was not a mutually open relationship and then the interviewer makes a joke about like, if you could be in a throuple with anyone from the cast, who would you be? And just Schwartz is over there. Like he has to like hold his hand on his mouth. It's like, he has to contain himself because you just, he wants to blurt it out. And he keeps saying things like, well, aren't you, weren't you already in one? And you could see Sandoval looking at him like, are you crazy? But then he like, is like, you know, you know, in season five, you know, when, you know, him, Lala and Ariana hooked up and then Sandoval awkwardly laughs and like looking at it through this lens we're like those those two know and they're trying to just not say it like but like they're both probably had a few drinks in them and it's like coming off really obviously that they knew so you know look I have my theories like did Schwartz just go along with this whole like I'll take the one for the team and I'd rather, you know, make Katie think that we're making out just so that, you know, you, we can hide it because I'm your boy. I believe it. The way they've been covering for each other since 2012 and before that, before the show even started. I believe it. I think that they would do anything to cover for one another.
0: And their Watch What Happens was February 8th, which mm. is a literal month ago. Mhm. February 8th and their behavior during that episode specifically Schwartz's behavior is so fucking strange.
1: Mhm. So, I'm wondering, yeah, that feels like then if okay, so if that party, so if that red carpet interview is February 7th and watch what happens February 8th, then Definitely after that red carpet interview, Sandoval was probably like, dude, like you were not cool. And then they probably like, you know, get on a plane together. They're like joking about it or whatever. And then it's just, yeah. And then they keep it, keep it moving. Yeah. Let's rewatch. But we got to rewatch that. Watch what happens live.
0: Literally. I watched it last night for the first time and was like, what the fuck because I had you know the benefit or burden of not having seen it live so I unfortunately don't have the moment of like thinking to myself huh that was different and you know wondering if something was up I can assure you that if I did if I had watched it at that moment and had thought something was off it never would have occurred to me of what we now know was going on. I can guarantee you it never would have entered my mind because there is a Patreon episode that Dylan Hafer and I recorded in the moments immediately when word got out and we found out just the initial what was going on and the entire time I'm just trying to process Raquel. Like I'm trying to process sandoval and ariana and i'm trying to process that this like involves a member of the cast which is just honestly listen you know vpr examples being what they are it's just so fucking shocking to me it really is
1: and i yeah but i do love that just the world to know like all the famous people that watches VPR is also just a fun thing because you're just like, I love that Chrissy Teigen is just as consumed by this. I love that Jerry O'Connell is just as consumed by this. Like, you know, AD Bryant, like everyone's tweeting out pictures of support for Ariana. Like, I love it.
0: We're all reacting like what happens when, God forbid, there's like a tragic celebrity, whatever, and everyone posts their special memories and photos. I was looking through my phone last night and pulling out photos of when I interacted with Ariana when I interviewed her backstage at Watch What Happens. Like just like I'm like, oh, my God, that happened. And then because I want to like celebrate her heart because I feel like they're. For her, for her emotional experience, I'm sure she's processing this like the death of her relationship, like a form of enormous grief. And people want to rally for her. And also Bravo-holics are far and fucking wide. We are everywhere. And I feel like we are everyone.
1: Well, I really I've been do. waiting for um Rihanna's post because, you know, I know she loves all of the VPR and I'm like, I know she's busy. She's pregnant. She got she's going to hear this news and she's going to I feel like she has to say something.
0: Yes. And speaking of news and saying something, obviously, there's a lot of rumors and speculation going out and uh, updates by the day. Allegedly, Sandoval and Raquel spent Christmas together. They went out on dates and wore disguises, which sidebar. You're pretending to, like, wear a disguise when you're going out on a date, but you dressed as her for Halloween while you guys were fucking. So, like, what's bringing more attention, the Halloween outfit or you wearing a purple hat? Like, I don't. And allegedly their concern and upset that because of this, they won't be able to go to Coachella together next month. Like,
1: I believe that. I absolutely <laughs> believe that's their top concern because they love Coachella. Like, I've never met people who love Coachella more. Have you? Like,
0: you could not pay me to go there. I don't want to be near dirt or sand. I don't want glitter on my face leave that for the shoes or dress I don't want to be dirty I unfortunately don't want to be high like I just it's not I don't want to be I mean we're talking about all these videos of of uh you know him like carrying her around and her gyrating on his shoulders (laughs) absolute nightmare situation across the board even if nothing was going on you, you couldn't drag me there you you literally couldn't drag me there
1: I always go like I I like to go to Nochella. I've only done it maybe (laughs) once or twice because I love Palm Springs. And so like if like I I would have friends that maybe had to go for like, you know, they worked for a brand. They had to go or they just Mm. wanted, And I would be like, I'm going to stay at the the house and be in the pool for my Nochella. Have fun.
0: Is there a world in which, you know, these people, (laughs) these people stay on the show. They're still dating or they're not. And relationships are able to be repaired or what do we think is going to happen and what's the impact on other members of the cast?
1: Well, I absolutely hope they come back for season 11. I mean, if not, I would be highly disappointed. Um, I, there's definitely going to be no friendships though. Like it will be Tom and Tom and Raquel, if that continues, I think that, I can't even think of any other person that's gonna have any sort of sympathy towards that. So and I mean, luckily they don't work. Well, actually, it's not luckily. If they had if they still had to work at the restaurant together, that's what forces those people to interact. That was the only thing that forced them to interact. Since they don't have to work together, I don't, I just see it a you know, being some separated scenes and we, you know, we follow one story here and we follow one story there and maybe they'll, you know, try to force phone calls or sit downs from, you know, apologies between Raquel. Um, You know, I don't know if Ariana would even want to hear that, but I, I hope and pray that all of them come back for season 11. I want to see it all.
0: And you wonder, because obviously one of the plot points that has uh, been a part of any number, possibly all of the Housewives franchises across the land, is the idea that I don't want to film with her. And I wonder how that works when obviously there's a processing here that's going to take place on camera. It is reality TV. This is a very real circumstance that's currently happening. But like, what happens when this person who you thought was your friend is still a member of the cast, like would Ariana ever film in the same room with her again?
1: You know, I would doubt, I highly doubt it, but we do know that Ariana and Tom own that house together. And here's, here's the, here's the fucked up thing. It's, it's a terrible time to sell house. It's actually a terrible, it's a terrible time to sell right now. There was a major drop so i mean i don't know if that matters to them like it might not matter like i'm just still gonna sell this house but like you know what if they're they were like she was like i don't know i'm gonna stay in this house and you're gonna just or are or we're gonna rent it or you know i would love if katie and ariana moved in that house together and then you know what i'm saying wouldn't that be amazing
0: Oh my God, I would literally love that. And where is Katie living now?
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm assuming Katie she has an
0: apartment, right? Yeah. I, I think remember. she probably moved remember. into an
1: apartment somewhere. So it's like, I don't know. It just seems like I don't know. But then again, they are business partners to live and work together would be a lot. But honestly, lot. in your first year, it's kind of sometimes necessary. Like it seems crazy, but you're just together so much anyways. I mean, I would love to see it. I'd love to see. Cause yeah, we don't we actually don't need them to film together. We we're, you know, we gotta watch Ariana and Katie get the sandwich shop open. Um, we wanna see Tom dragging his, you know, band equipment into some tiny. I want him to move back into that apartment that he <laughs> lived in with Kristen. <laughs> that broken when the broken microwave that used to knock out the the electricity. Like I want him to have to move back into there with his band equipment and uh and then Raquel has to move in there too, and then, um, you know, I want Katie to just like um end all rights to uh the dog. There's no more um, she just keeps the dog, and uh, you know, Graham has to go to James just getting oh no, <laughs>
0: God, that custody battle no you i mean, heat I'm, the I'm, fuck I'm, up.
1: I'm also not going to revise history for James. Like, let's be real. Like, I know that James is having a great time with this, too. But, like, you were also a cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. Like, stop it.
0: James has been eating out this week. Yeah. If you look at his Instagram. Um, You know, Schwartz and Sandy's put out a statement that was like, this isn't, you know, there are innocent parties who work at the restaurant. Um, And this is an unfortunate situation. The Toms have made a significant amount of income and celebrity not only being united together literally tom tom schwartz and sandys a big part of those businesses is like their likeness persona and in some ways reputation do you think schwartz and sandys can withstand that like what what is a bravo what is a bravo fan supposed to consider when they're thinking about where they want to spend their money to feel like a part of the VPR universe.
1: I've gone back and forth about this because it's like, at first I was like, oh my God, like George and Sandy's is going to go under. And then I was like, but is it like, I don't know, like, are people going to, I just feel like we look at car accidents and like, People are going to be like, even if they don't want to take a picture with him anymore and be all like, eh, they might still be like, but I'm nosy. I want to see if Raquel's there. I want to see if he's there. Like, part of me feels like that that is still going to exist. Um It just sucks because, you know, we saw that the other partner, Greg, he was responding in the comment section of it. And as we learned on the last episode, like he doesn't really have any skin in this game. Like he's not he hasn't put any of the money up. So it's kind of like annoying that he's sort of like, you know, this shouldn't affect the restaurant because really the only pockets it's affecting are Tom and Tom and the employees. And like I always feel bad, like I want the employees to have a job. Um, And, you know, someone made a comment that I pinned under one of my posts where it was like, do you look up all your restaurants to see if the owners were cheating? And I was kind of like, that's a good point because I don't, right? Here's what I know about restaurant world because I've worked in hospitality is they're all sluts. Everyone in hospitality is a slut. Everyone's sleeping together. That's that's why I love hospitality. It's a big party scene. I stayed in it for a long time because it's fun. But, uh, (laughs) you know, like, so I know. I've known owners who cheat, like it's, it happens all the time. And I still ate ate at those restaurants. People were like, but this was built on their brand. So you can't, it's not like it was built off blood, sweat and tears. And then this guy happened to cheat. It was built off this brand and we associate that brand with this restaurant. So I get that too. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to fare because restaurants are already, it's hard to make money in restaurants, period. Yeah, just ask
0: Sandoval's mom. His mom invested (sighs) $250,000 with his stepdad. Imagine what conversation is going to take place at the next investor's call when you're trying to figure out because, like, ultimately Bravo fans are not responsible for ensuring that Tom Sandoval continues to be a success. And people have the right to decide to not financially support his bad behavior when his name is on the door. And I personally think that Greg has a lot of skin in this game. He's not necessarily covering the overhead every month as the two other guys are, but he's probably not only picking up the slack that these two relatively inexperienced people as bar owners aren't understanding, and he's also the one day-to-day who's managing these teams. I'm guessing when the word got out and this whole thing exploded, the employees are not necessarily contacting One of the Toms, they're probably contacting Greg, who's not only trying to troubleshoot what this means for getting the business off the ground, but the impact with the people day to day Mm -hmm. and also their names on the door. Like, yeah, what are you supposed to do with that?
1: Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. Like, I I legit like don't know what's going to happen with that place because you can't just like rebrand it i mean
0: you can't because the reason that it's opened is because of the toms and yeah. this is why morality i got into this on the um survival episode it's why morality contracts is exist with a number of prominent individuals obviously the toms are not like thinking about contracts in that way as we saw on the most recent episode and we'll see or in the the scenes for the one coming up but it's like this is a very real thing that has landed far more famous people in a lot of financial hurt
1: yeah you know what's interesting though you know i have i understand morality clauses i truly do but it 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 toes a fine line for me anytime people bring up morality, because what's right. moral, as we've learned in Tennessee, <laughs> they point. think that drag queens are immoral. Right. But not guns. But anyways, don't get like let me go there. But like, it's interesting because we just talked about that. They are on a show that exists. That's a great cause of affairs and cheating and all of this stuff. But yet they have to run a business in the real world that is affected by it. I don't know. It just it doesn't seem fair. And look, I want to give Tom Sandoval all the shit in the world. Right. I do. There are certain places, though, I'm going to push back of like, you hey guys, like this is like you don't have to go to his restaurant. But do we have to sink it to make a point I don't think that we necessarily need to sink it to make a point. We just don't go there. And we can, there's so many other things we can ruin him on. We definitely don't have to go to the, to the, to the Sandy Schwartz and whatever, the and what is his band
0: name? The Most Extras, which was named after um, his personality type. It is way too fucking extra.
1: We definitely don't have to go to the shows. Or if you want to pay $40 to go to the show and throw tomatoes, that's you can also do that.
0: (laughs) James taking to Instagram to suggest certain types of um, tomato to throw. He literally did that.
1: Oh, God. But yeah, you know, it's like I I just think it's interesting because Bravo is going to make a lot of money off of this scandal. And for Tom's mom to lose her investment over it, it just it doesn't it doesn't equal and balanced in my my opinion.
0: Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program, Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roco slash You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's happymammoth.com and use the code girls for 15% off today. I'm engaging. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the person who's ultimately responsible for that, it's, it's, you know, when you think about uh, Bravo raking in the cash from this, absolutely that's going to happen. That also is the benefit of investing in this very fucked up circle of friends. Like you can rake in a lot of success in storyline and chaos and everything else when these friends befriend in in the ways that they are. And I just think when it comes to, you know, Schwartz and Sandy's, to me, there's like a very big difference for people leaving zero star Yelp reviews, which will impact the brand, which is why Yelp has now suspended without actually visiting to fuck with the business versus just simply not supporting it because... You know, Sandoval wasn't thinking about his employees, or was but didn't care, we have no idea, or was just thinking with his dick and, like, calculated mind. Whatever was going on, we really don't know, nor will we maybe ever, because I don't know that he's honest enough with himself to accept being the villain, even though you would assume his actions have already written that book. Um... But like there's a difference between, you know, it's like there are consequences for actions and there's a difference to me between um trying to drag the business versus dragging Tom. But also it's, you know, there I'm sure are there's a lot of tension, I'm sure, in a certain amount of chaos with what's going on with Schwartz and Sandys and maybe even Tom Tom too. And that is on that's at the end of the day on Sandoval and also PS a little bit on Schwartz who is the other Tom here who maybe knew what the fuck was going on at whatever point maybe we'll hear about that maybe we'll hear him saying maybe don't have this affair maybe think about your employees maybe think about the money your mom invested in this or maybe that didn't you know come to anybody's mind. I just it's so fucked up. It's really so fucked up.
1: Mhm. And you actually also just got me thinking when you were saying like, you know, this is like Tom's fault too. As we're watching the rest of this season or even actually as I go back and rewatch, you know, the earlier episodes like now I want to see cuz him and Katie obviously have a lot of back and forth about this whole Raquel thing and I'm almost like when I look at it as like a, is he getting annoyed with Sandoval that he's having to put up with this bullshit because he did know and it was a, I don't know I'm I'm going to be looking at this from so many angles it's like we ugh. this is our Olympics
0: also if that it literally is our Olympics if um, if the timeline is correct and they started this affair during filming and let's say Schwartz didn't know during that time. What does that mean for like the juggling of all of this? So like maybe the Schwartz and Raquel thing was real or maybe not, but it wasn't real for the reasons people are now suspecting. And like the commingling of all of this is just so fucking strange. It's just so strange.
1: Right. Cause if I remember correctly, the episode we're about to see tonight is isn't this Raquel make making out with Oliver Garcelle's son?
0: I think being introduced to him at least.
1: So it's like there's like that whole added element um of like what when did that happen? And again, like we're gonna probably see the girls all coming to her rescue because she's gonna be like, I didn't even know he was married. You know, he told me something else, and then but now. And where we believed it before now where we might be like, "Mm, but did you?
0: Yeah. Or like the pretending to care. Some of that we've felt a little off about when it came to like the obvious discomfort she had with attempting to flirt with Peter. And it's like, okay, were you not feeling that because you weren't feeling this? Or were you not feeling that because you weren't feeling this because you were feeling something for somebody else? It's yeah. It's fucking everything up. I feel like I could talk to you about this for hours, and I think we technically have. Oh, shit. Um, (laughs) Lord knows there's a lot of updates that will continue to occur that you guys can check out on Kiki's social and some of my blather on mine as well. I do want to ask you, because technically uh, Potomac aired last night and some stuff happened, what's your reaction to what we watched, the Robin extra scene edition in this technically 90-minute ep, Um, what was your reaction to um, what was aired?
1: You know, it was so interesting watching that, that, you know, unseen footage of Andy asking Robin about, you know, Juan and this other woman on the heels of all of this coming out about Tom and Ariana, because it's like, here you have a woman who is confronted with this has gone down and being like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm about to go scorched earth. And then here you have Robin who is confronted yet again, (laughs) this is not a first time, yet again, with I would say some of the most incriminating evidence of a man being deceitful and making excuses. And all I could think was, You know, one day when her and Juan break up again, because I'm sorry, like this is where this is headed. You're just going to watch yourself saying these words because, again, this woman had receipts with Juan's credit card information, and you're telling me she came to Maryland for some reason. What do you mean some reason? Let's say she was dating this Baltimore Ravens player, as Juan tells you. Well, wouldn't she come to see him and wouldn't he be responsible for her if she lost her credit card? Why would Juan be responsible? Um, and then when Andy asks her, you know, did you ask to see the correspondence? And she said, well, no, no. I mean, I just trusted what he said. Why would you trust what he said? Cause you, you've already proven in the past that he has lied to you and there has been infidel- infidelity. So if there's a hint of it in the future, you, of course, would want to see the correspondence unless you want to remain woefully ignorant because you don't want this relationship to end, which we've all been there. We just said, we want to turn a blind eye because I don't want I know I don't want to leave him. So I don't want to actually know the truth. And that's what it felt like. And so I just felt I felt sorry for her because it felt like she feels like she has no other options. Mm. Or she feels guilty because she knows if she leaves him, he's going to, I think she thinks that she he's going to be screwed and she can't be there to take care of him. There's either way, there is a um unhealthy balance of her feeling like the need to protect him. And I feel sorry for her, but, you know, so there, so at this point, that's why, I just am not interested to see her in future episodes only because wow. If you're just going to continue down this road and there's no exploring this, then we don't need to see it anymore.
0: Well, she seems to have an allergic reaction to trust but verify. Why does trusting exclude the verification of information, especially when you're saying this is something we had to work through? We had to you had to work through what? You're you're saying you didn't ask to see any of these messages for what reason or did you ask but he refused to share them with you which you won't share with us like you can trust someone and say because I'm going to trust you I will continue this conversation with you but Mm -hmm. I'm going to need to see what happened
1: yeah, I mean, because you, you're you the one over here bringing speakers to tables to make sure that Candace is held accountable for every last word she said in the history of time.
0: Yeah, and it's yet again, much like her blaming Karen for not getting involved in Miami, she keeps referencing, well, I would have responded to it had Karen brought it up, but it's like, babe, Karen did bring up questions about why this wedding seemed to feel off to her why it wasn't happening so like You can't say, well, if only this thing happened, that did in fact happen, I would have been honest about this information that I was withholding, except I was being honest. I wasn't withholding because it happened before filming. But of course, there was an impact on filming because my storyline was based on why my wedding wasn't happening and Karen asking questions about it. But because she didn't say specific words in a sentence that I would approve in my head as a way to share and release information, which was Karen's primary responsibility here... It's like in her head, her processing or defense or defensiveness shifts all of the responsibility, deflecting all of it away from Juan, which I think is a really unfortunate window into how their relationship
1: works. Agreed. And it's like. I just, uh, sadly, I mean, look, they've been together since high school. I just think that this is like the only dynamic she unfortunately knows. And um, again, I just, I feel sorry. I just feel sorry for her.
0: Yeah. I also feel like she doesn't believe what she's saying. And that's the most unfortunate part. If someone, listen, we're having a conversation, as you said, about infidelity across the board and People have worked through instances of infidelity before in their relationship. Certainly, I'm sure it changes the dynamic of a um, relationship potentially, but it's absolutely possible um, to make the decision together to work through this. It doesn't absolve your memory, but there is the possibility to continue or reset dynamics around a relationship that's entirely up to the two people involved and it's like Robin's referencing counseling and I'm just not understanding what she is in counseling for she says premarital counseling and we work through this and I just continue to think like what what is the this here it's there's a level of defensiveness in processing information which I think is a huge part of healing, an acknowledgement that there's something to heal from.
1: And I'll be honest, I don't believe that Juan is attending these counseling sessions because he won't even show up to a reunion. Like, I just don't think that he is. I think that, like, yeah, I just, I think that she's showing up to, to counseling sessions and working through this with some counselor and taking it back to him and saying the counselor says this and, you know, da-da-da-da-da-da, and he's like, he doesn't care.
0: Yeah, I don't know what support looks like in their relationship except to say that it, it does not look like one in which support is a primary objective or actionable uh, item. Mm -hmm. on the list of what's going on with their dynamics i do want to shift and just um ask you about the giselle candace chris of it all since Mm -hmm. the most recent episode included the husbands sharing their thoughts and what was your reaction to um what chris communicated uh essentially for the first time in his voice about his reaction to what was discussed during the season and Giselle's processing around that.
1: I think that this was another moment where a lot of the Bravo fans collectively were all siding with the Bassets, which was hard for people like me who were not Candace fans, but we can't, You know, like we're we are reasonable people at the same time. Like we might not like you know a lot of the things you've done, but like this moment we know is completely messed up, and we're going to have your back in this moment. So it was like it was nice to see that. Like I, because like I was questioning myself, and I you know so I had to ask other people who were not Candace fans, and I'm like, okay, we're all feeling the same way. So it was nice in that way, and I just really hated. I hated so much how ashley and giselle mm. tried to make these things that were so innocuous look gross because as someone who is a single woman I will tell you it is difficult sometimes to be um friends with people who are married because they you they be they're distrustful of you um as a single person um and, and that doesn't happen so much anymore cuz I just think like I have a much more evolved and mature group of people around me but I would say in the younger days when I was single it was really really weird and it's exactly that sort of the, how she was behaving is exactly why maybe married men don't want to have a conversation with me because then they don't want to get accused you know if they I mean literally Chris responded to a story of Ashley out partying he is overseeing the rooftop at this you know, hotel and was like, oh, you should have come here. That's totally a normal conversation to have, because if I was running a, a rooftop hotel and one of my reality star friends on the show was out partying in the neighborhood, I'd be like, yeah, come here, because then people will come to this rooftop and know it's really popping on Saturday nights or whatever. And for her to use that to try to make him seem skeevy was messed up. It was not cool. And again, this all reflects back on, you know, Giselle and Ashley have had terrible relationships on the show that we've watched play out. Mm-hmm. And Candace has been a big part of calling them out on it, which again, I get it. She They're harboring some feelings about it. They want to be able to get back at her. That wasn't the way to get back at her is accusing her husband of being inappropriate. That is so damaging. And I definitely didn't like, you know, Giselle not wanting to own her saying like what he did to me and to get it, I get it with semantics. What you're saying he did to you was make you feel uncomfortable, but he did not do anything to you. And she wanted to play around with words. And so I get it. I get why Candace was not OK with that. And so, look, when she popped off on her, I was I was there for it. Should she have called her a white looking, you know, woman? No, she probably shouldn't have said that. But I understood her point. I understood the point she was trying to make. So I was like, you know, we all sometimes look, Candace has called me a troll. I know she can't control her (laughs) mouth.
0: Yeah, it's wild to support her while I still have her blocked on all social.
1: It's like I know, an interesting right? thing it where is. I'm like,
0: I don't see anything that you're doing. And I got to Google your Twitter <laughs> to find out what's going on there. But yeah. I absolutely do support what you're saying when it comes to intent versus impact, because Giselle's continued focus not only on Chris is responsible for potential optics of Cheating, which is what she repeatedly said during the season, but also her pretending to take responsibility for what she said, what Ashley said, what several members of the cast joked about throughout the course of the season, and then say, Well, I'm apologizing now. It's like Giselle didn't go out of her way to say, before this conversation starts, I want to acknowledge what I said when I watched these episodes and the fact that I misunderstood or misinterpreted or, you know, took this and ran with it. It's not like she was volunteering that information because she had processed the impact of it. Obviously, Candace had already communicated to her. Chris, I'm sure, had already communicated. It was aware of, uh, Giselle was aware of what she was saying and how it was landing, let alone being shown. And she wasn't going to take a single step unless it had kind of been uh, forced upon her, which I thought was a really cringe look.
1: And I also didn't like, you know, I used to do a pod called I'm Sorry, and we analyze how people apologize. The fact that she won't say I'm sorry and kept saying I apologize. Anyone who says, I apologize, it's never a sincere apology. If you can't say the words, I am sorry for, you're not sincerely apologizing.
0: Because she doesn't understand what she should be saying sorry for. And she will then quickly be like oh well you know that specific sneaky link stuff I'm going to apologize for but um, you need to apologize for making me feel a certain way or for potentially making me feel a certain way when I think about the general atmosphere and then I'm you know in response to that I'm really thankful that Chris brought up the sexualization around his genitalia uh-huh. because I don't know that Giselle was willing to process the ways that Chris has been sexualized like Giselle is attempting to sexualize an idea that a person might think about an environment of speaking to someone and she sexualized his body how many times which has nothing to do with to me anything that Candace has said Because Giselle made those choices to continue doing that, to literally draw his dick. So if we're going to talk about Mm -hmm. the level of harm, intent versus impact, you've got both when it comes to what Giselle has done. And the lack of acknowledgement there is is tough.
1: Yeah, because in that situation... It wasn't just Chris, I'm sure, who felt uncomfortable every time he kept... The entire audience was... I hated every time she kept talking about his dick. I was like, please stop. That is so uncalled for and inappropriate. Why are we... We're past that.
0: What are your thoughts on Giselle kind of moving forward?
1: I... Look, I just... The season left me feeling flat. It's like I've always loved Potomac, but it left me feeling flat. Karen... Had a flop of a reunion and I love Karen, but like flop. Um, Candace should have absolutely been seated next to Andy because she was the one that was giving. Um, look, Mia even gave. And I will say that like the delusion of Mia is like it's funny. Like it still has like a bit of like early Brandy Glanville years. I'm talking early mm-hmm. Brandy Glanville, like delusion, and like in a way that's like she's not faking stuff like she may be faking her life a little bit but like those things are really happening like her company is like in shambles and like all of those things and so watching that play out because she just talks about it so much would actually be entertaining because she'd share it like what the truth of it will eventually come out but she'll share whatever is like happening in her from her her point of view Mm. so I'd still watch that um I, you know, I don't know where we go. Like, obviously, Candace needs Wendy because they're kind of, you know, like Wendy really is like that's who her confidant is. I don't know where we go with her, though, because I I guess I'm just trying to figure out like other than just following like her growing her businesses and she does have a strong marriage. And so that's always nice to have like someone who has a stable relationship on the show. Um, I'm sure they could figure something out. Um, I just, I don't know how, maybe it's that Robin has to become a friend of because she can't, I just don't know because her and Giselle are just going to protect each other and lie for each other and not share storylines and make a whole pact going into the season about who they're going to go after. And they're going to stick to that word. And I just need someone who's going to like shake it up. You know, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. as much as I would love to see Katie Ross come back, I don't think that mentally that she would be able to handle that right now based on what I'm seeing her post so I don't think that that would work I don't know if there is like someone in Potomac they probably have to introduce someone who will give Giselle who will shake it up someone who's known Giselle from back in the day someone who knows Giselle's secrets Because for some reason, even though I feel like Karen knows some of the secrets, she's not like, it doesn't, it's not like it was early that season one where she was willing to come out of it, come at it the same way. And I think it's almost because Giselle knows her secrets, so she doesn't want it pinging back to her. But I would love someone who just kind of like knew Giselle when she was married to the pastor, kind of like, and just in that Potomac and who would make Giselle a little scared. And I think that might make it an interesting season.
0: Kiki, I'm so obsessed with you. You know what a big fan I am of your content, your voice, your perspective. You're coming back ASAP because P.S. Real Housewives of New Jersey is happening and we couldn't get anywhere near the Teresa and Melissa talk on this episode. And let's pretend that I strategize that so that I can have you back ASAP because Lord knows the world of Bravo is always changing. News is always coming out. It's this universe we almost can't escape from at this point. But I love being in the bubble with you and I love, love, love following your voice. So please come back on the People's People's Couch a la Zoom ag kiki immediately because i am dying to continue the conversation
1: sounds like a plan
0: in the meantime where can people follow you what's going on what do we got cooking what's happening
1: you can always find my thoughts at the talk of shame on ig and tiktok
0: and youtube
1: And I do have a YouTube. I have YouTube. That's going to have like more of my longer form interviews. Like I talk about my journey with, uh, you know, Ozempic or, you know, weight loss shots, you know, that very controversial topic. And so, yeah, more of my interviews will go up to YouTube.
0: And I really appreciate what you have shared from your personal life on social because connecting those dots between headlines that we're seeing with your perspective and how that and additional information. Um, can add to um, a more even-handed dynamic. Like the mission of AG is normalizing, changing your mind based on new information. And this is where like the trust in specific creators content creators and sources come into play because consistency is everything and i think the consistent way that you have shared aspects of your life and communicated information in your perspective to me is incredibly valuable so i could not more highly encourage that people follow you on social and if you want to see the shit talk and i said while i was watching these fucking episodes of vanderpump rules i've saved it as a highlight on my instagram at dame galley Send me your satchels of gold, your thoughts and feels, questions and concerns. Named in honor for holiness, Kelly Kalorn Ben Simone for a satchel spectacular that's going to be going up on Patreon this week. You can DM them to me on Instagram at Dame Galley, or email me a thesis spectacular at Show at gmail.com. And again, number one way to support this podcast, content creation, me attempting to have a third iced coffee and about five to 10 is by joining the Andys Girls Patreon where you get bonus episodes, and more like the triage style emergency episode that Bravo by Betches creator Dylan Hafer and I recorded as news broke at patreon.com slash girls Listen, more news is going to develop. Follow Kiki and I for all of our thoughts and feels about everything Skandaval and more. And um, Kiki, thank you again for coming back. I adore you.
1: Thanks. Love you.
0: All right, guys, hope you enjoyed this episode. I know I did, which is ultimately most important. And we will chat with you soon. Bye bye.